Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper of the Cities. That was very annoying. I'm sorry. But, um, here we go. A high-pitched screech, like, tree... Wait, no. I... My bad, I'm reading the wrong one. Because I think... That's 34. I think I'm on 30. No, that's 36. Yeah, here we go. Sorry, guys. But, um, here we go. Don't try and speak yet, Sophie, a familiar voice whispered as her eyes fluttered open. She couldn't even if she wanted to. Her throat chaffed like sandpaper, and her tongue felt like a foreign object. Her blurry eyes focused on the wild-haired head hovering over her. Not if you can understand me, Ellen instructed. She nodded, surprised by how much energy the simple movement took. That's the first good news today, he smiled, but it didn't ease the worry in his eyes as he held a small bottle against her lips. I need you to swallow something for me. Some of it dribbled across her chin, but she managed to get most of it down. That's a good girl, he whispered, her face with a soft cloth. He wiped her face with a soft cloth and placed a cold comp- compress against her forehead. Just rest for now, okay? She nodded again, exhausted from the effort. A warm liquid soothed her dry throat and sent cool, tingling sensations rushing through her body. After a few minutes, she could swallow normally again. What happened? I'm not exactly sure. Dex said you told him it was an allergy. He thinks it might be the limbium in the solution he gave you, because you've never had it before. Her fuzzy memory is focused. Where's Dex? I made him and Fitz wait outside till I had things under control. Things got a little too messy for for spectators. Fitz? She vaguely remembered stronger arms carrying her to to safety. Had that been Fitz? She was about to ask when she caught. She was about to ask when she caught what Ellen said. Messy? Don't worry. I cleaned up all the vomit, but you need to change your shirt. She bolted upright. I threw up? Everywhere. Never seen anything like it. It's always an adventure with you, isn't it? But don't worry. I don't mind. And neither did Fitz. It was only his PE uniform. She threw up on Fitz? Oh no, she wailed, wondering if it was possible to die of embarrassment. What's the matter? Are you in pain? No, she moaned, trying to crawl under the blankets and disappear. She could smell the mess on her uniform now that she couldn't. She could smell the mess on her uniform now and couldn't decide which was worse. Knowing it was on her. Knowing it was on her or knowing it was on Fitz too. Why? Why did this have to happen? I don't know much about allergies. Never seen one before. And I can't say I'd like to see another. Boron screamed his head off when you came in. Scared the wits out of me. She cringed. It was that close. He bit his lip. Bullhorn's never done that before. They both shivered. How did you know what to do? She whispered. 
I didn't. I just took my best guess and hoped it would work. When Bullhorn left you alone, I knew I was on the right track. Well, thank you. The words felt trite, concerning he'd just saved her life. But what else could she say? Just don't ever do that to me again. I'm going to make up a bottle of what I gave you, and I want you to keep it with you in case you ever have another reaction. And stay away from Limbia. I'll try. He gave her one of his huge tunics and left her alone to change. Her soiled uniform went into an airtight bag to block the smell. You up for company, Ellen asked when she finished. Fitz and Dex won't leave until I, they see you're okay. She sank lower in her bed and nodded, wondering how to apologize to someone for vomiting on them. You guys can come in, Ellen called. Dex rushed into her cell, followed closely by Fitz. Dex's eyes were red and swollen. I am so sorry, Sophie. I had no idea you'd react like that. I never... It's okay, Dex, she interrupted. It wasn't your fault, and I'm fine now. See? She held up her arm, showing him the blotch-free skin. Dex let out a deep breath. You really okay? Yeah, just humiliated. She scrapped together the courage to look at Fitz. He wore a fitted white undershirt, his pea tunic noticeably absent. I'm so sorry, Fitz. I can't believe I... He held up his hands and smiled, his dazzling smile. Don't worry about it. It wasn't nearly as bad as the time Albert's pet raptors peed all over me. Now that was disgusting she wanted to believe him but she knew sh but she was fairly sure she'd always be the girl who threw up on him it was hard to res resent the urge to crawl into the rock uh, crawl under a rock and disappear for a century or two um I, still i'm sorry you don't need to be i'm just glad you're okay and i was there to help Dex reeled up on, uh, reeled on Fitz. I don't, I didn't need your help, please. You would have never have made it there in time. I would too. He looked to Sophie for backup. For backup, I, I don't remember. She wanted to spare Dex's feelings, but deep down she knew that Fitz was right, which was a scary thought. Dex scowled. Has that ever happened to you before? Fitz asked. Only once when I was nine. Had you had any limbium when it happened? Owen asked. I've never heard of it before, Dex told me about it. Dex told me about it. Humans don't have stuff like that. Then what caused it last time? The doctors ran in tons of tests, but they never figured it out. So they just injected me with a bunch of medicines and steroids and told me to be more careful. She shivered as the memory of the needles. Ellen stroked his chin. I honestly can't do much better. The best I can say is to stay away from Limbia. And wear this at all time. And wear this all the time. He handed her a tiny black tiny black bottle hanging from a cord. If anything like that ever happens again, drink that immediately and find me. I will. She tied the cord she tied the cord around her neck. Can I go to pee now? Are you crazy, Ellen asked? I'm taking you home to rest. Don't even think about arguing. She could tell he wouldn't budge, so she slid out of bed. Wobbling as the blood rushed her head, Fitz caught her and studied her. She blushed in his arms. Thanks. 
You shouldn't be on your feet yet, Ellen scolded, grabbing her by the arm and wrapping it across his wide shoulders to support her. You guys should get to session. Well, Fitz, you might too want to hit the showers first. Where was Oh, Dex snickered and Sophie hung her head. I'm so sorry, she whispered. Fitz smiled. Forget it, okay? I will if you will. Deal. Then Ellen stepped in the light and the warm pulled them away. Sorry, give me a second. Ellen Grady called, dropping everything when she saw when she saw them when he saw them. He raced over with Edelyn holding his heels. What's going on? I brought Sophie home to rest. She had a bit of a crisis. Crisis? Edelyn sounded panicked as she un unsured as she uh, as she ushered my bed everyone inside and ellen led sophie to the couch what happened sophie hid her face as ellen gave them the full story but she peeked through her fingers when grady and ellen gasped over bullhorn screaming they both looked deathly pale did bullhorn lay down beside her grady asked his voice sounded hollow banshees only do that when someone's on their final breath yes ellen admitted quietly at first he was he was just screaming, but then he got quiet and curled up against her chest. He nearly gave me a heart attack. So, she almost died, Ellen whispered. Her eyes darted to Sophie and whisked in mind. You almost died? Sophie couldn't quite hide her shiver. Grady cleared his throat and squealed and squeezed Adeline's hand. She's okay now, right? She should be. She's tough. How else could she survive so many disasters? Grady and Adeline didn't smile. She looked so pale, Adeline whispered. She reached for Sophie, but she re retracted her hand before actually touching her. She just needs to some rest. She'll be back to normal tomorrow. I already am back to normal, Sophie said, hating how worried Grady and Adeline looked. But what if this happens again, Adeline asked. It won't, Sophie promised. Is that true? Grady asked Ellen. I have to do some research. In the meantime, I gave her an, an emergency solution to keep it there. Let's hope she won't need it and that it works if she does. They both nodded blankly. Ellen, sque Ellen squeezed Ellen's arm. She's fine now. Once she rests and has something to eat, she'll be back to her old self. I am back to my old self, Sophie insisted. Ellen nodded, but she didn't look convinced. Well, Grady said, turning to Ellen, we should uh, let you get back to work. Thank for all you've done to save her. Just doing my job. Besides, Sophie's my best patient. He gave Sophie a small smile. Just make sure the next crisis is less dramatic, okay? Maybe this is my, maybe this is my last catastrophe. She mumbled. Ellen laughed. You never. Grady's lips tightened, and Adeline looked at the floor. Clearly, they agreed with Ellen, except they didn't seem to think it was funny. Grady helped her up the stairs, and Adeline brought her a bowl of brothy soup in bed. But their minds seemed to be elsewhere. When Sophie finished eating, Adeline clapped twice, and the shades plunged into, plunged the room into darkness. The shadow, the shadow light made them both look worn and haggard. Are you okay? Sophie asked. We're worried about you, Adeline whispered, her eyes on the floor. Sophie opened her mouth, searching for a way to convince them that she was really okay. 
but her soft bed and the comfort in darkness turned it into a yawn. Get some sleep, Grady said as she tugged her in the first time since she'd moved in. Maybe it was the way he wrapped the blankets extra snug, or maybe it was the way Adeline, or maybe it was Adeline handing her Ella, or maybe it was the almost dying. Whatever it was, she snuggled into her pillow, feeling so much like family she couldn't help whispering, I love you guys, into the suns. But her exhausted body fell asleep before she heard their answer. That is the end of chapter 35. Um, sorry if the audio quality got poor. It kind of drifted away from the microphone. So um, have a nice week, everybody, and thanks for listening.